What does the future hold? Examining biblical doctrines, history, and current events. It's Prophecy Time. Author and Pastor Alan Davis will help you have a better understanding of biblical prophecy. Using the whole counsel of the Word of God, Pastor Davis unapologetically promotes and defends the literal, personal return of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And now with today's Prophecy Time message, here's Alan Davis. Yes! My name is Alan Davis, and I'm thrilled to death that you are with us today. I am a minister and preacher of the simple gospel, which is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. As after accepting the Savior, one should not be a partaker of the sins of the world. As Paul spoke about in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, starting with verse 5, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness, and what concord hath Christ with Belial or the devil, or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel or an unbeliever, and what agreement hath the temple of God with idols, for ye are the temple of the living God, as God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. And notice the words in Ephesians chapter 5, starting with verse 1. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling Savior. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as become a saints. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. And notice that Jesus Christ in Hebrews chapter 7 verse 26 was separate from sinners or did not participate in the sins of others. And notice as it relates to Babylon in Revelation chapter 18, verse 4, And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. Are you an individual today who is participating in the sins of the world? Reaching out to families throughout this area. It's Prophecy Time. You have the best opportunity now to reach our great city for the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Our ministry is located in the Bronx, an area in great need of the Savior. You can help get the precious gospel message to our city by giving to its prophecy time. Please prayerfully consider what you can give. Go to itsprophecytime.org or send your donation to It's Prophecy Time, P.O. Box 1370, Bronx, New York, 10475. I thank you in advance. May your Christmas be filled with joy and God's love. Merry Christmas from It's Prophecy Time. The It's Prophecy Time message today is entitled, The Ruler in Israel, Vengeance and Fury, Part 4. As today's text is found in Micah chapter 5, verses 10 through 15. There are no less than 12 Great Tribulation phrases in the Bible. The Great Tribulation is spoken about in Matthew 24, verse 21, and Revelation chapter 7, verse 14. The tribulation of those days is spoken about in Mark chapter 13, verse 24. The tribulation or affliction spoken about in Mark chapter 13, verse 19. The time of Jacob's trouble in Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 7. The day of trouble, Jeremiah chapter 51, verse 2, and Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 16. The day of wrath, Romans chapter 2, verse 5. The day of the great slaughter, Isaiah chapter 30, verse 25. The day of vengeance of our God in Isaiah 61, verse 2. The wrath of the Lamb in Revelation 6, 16. The great day of his wrath in Revelation 6, 17. And the indignation or his wrath in Isaiah 26, 20, Jeremiah 10, 10, and Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 10. Notice the words of Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter 24, starting with verse 15. When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Whoso readeth, let him understand. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. And woe unto them that are with child and to them that give suck in those days. But pray that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should be no flesh saved, nobody left alive on planet earth. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Then, if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe him not. For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that, if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect." 
Behold, I have told you before. Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chamber, believe it not. For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even into the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. Immediately, immediately, immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven and then shall all of the tribes of the earth mourn and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. So Israel has something to dread after their salvation. And today we're going to be looking here in Micah chapter 5 verses 10 through 15 at three aspects of this dreaded time which is spoken about in Matthew 24 as great tribulation. First of all, we're going to be looking at this invasion, verses 10 and 11. Then we're going to be looking at their idolatry, verses 12 through 14. And then the fact in verse 15 that the nation of Israel is indeed in trouble. First of all, let's go back to verses 10 and 11 and see this invasion. And it shall come to pass in that day, saith the Lord, that I will cut off thy horses out of the midst of thee, and I will destroy thy chariots, and I will cut off the cities of thy land and throw down all thy strongholds. So here we see in verses 10 and 11 of Micah chapter 5, the exact same thing that it says in Revelation chapters 11 and 12, the overthrow of the city of Jerusalem and the overthrow of the nation of Israel during a time that they are saved as they keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ in Revelation chapter 12, verse 17. But the desolation of Israel here comes after a military siege, as Jesus taught in Luke chapter 21, starting with verse 20. Now notice what it says here. And when ye shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. It is near. So when we see Jerusalem surrounded by military armies when they are in a siege, that we know that the desolation of Jerusalem or the overthrow of the nation of Israel in Revelation 11 and 12, the overthrow of the city of Jerusalem, Revelation chapter 11, and the overthrow of the nation of Israel, Revelation chapter 12, is close. Then let them which be in Judea flee to the mountains, and let them which be in the midst of it depart out. And let not them that are in the countries enter therein too. 
For these be the days of vengeance, that all things that are written may be fulfilled. But woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. For there shall be great distress in the land, and wrath upon this people. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword, and shall be led away captive into all nations. And Jerusalem, Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. Now one parallel passage of Micah chapter 5 is Zechariah chapter 12. And we're going to read the first two verses here in Zechariah chapter 12 because it talks about this military siege that Jesus spoke about in Luke chapter 21. When you see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is now the desolation of Jerusalem, the overthrow of Jerusalem and the nation of Israel, which is during a time that they are saved. Now notice what it says here in Zechariah chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. The burden of the word of the Lord for Israel, saith the Lord, which stretcheth forth the heavens and layeth the foundation of the earth and formeth the spirit of man within him. Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of trembling unto all people round about when they shall be in the siege both against Judah and against Jerusalem. And if we continue to go down here in Zechariah chapter 12, we see that the nation of Israel looks upon him whom they pierced, and they get saved. And in Zechariah 13, it continues this thought with the fact that he pours out his spirit upon the house of Israel. And so they're getting saved for sin and uncleanliness. And we'll go back in Micah chapter 5, and I want you to notice this military siege here in verses 1 and 2. Now gather thyself in troops, O daughter of troops. He hath laid siege against us. Talking about the Assyrian here. Or this Assyrian-like military siege and or surrounding of Jerusalem, like the ancient Assyrians had in the days of Hezekiah. And there was a supernatural deliverance by one angel killing 185,000 Assyrian soldiers. And here in this future context, when we see Jerusalem compassed with armies, there is a supernatural deliverance from the Russian or from this Assyrian-like invader. And notice what it says, going back to Micah chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. Now gather thyself in troops, O daughter of troops. He hath laid siege against us. 
They shall smite the judge of Israel with a rod upon the cheek. But thou, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth have been from of old, from everlasting. And this individual who was born in Bethlehem in Micah chapter 5 gives deliverance from the Assyrian or from the Russian in a supernatural manner. And so we have here this military invasion. Number two, we see this idolatry spoken about in Micah chapter 5, verses 12 through 14. And I will cut witchcrafts out of thine hands, and thou shalt no more have soothsayers. Thy graven images also will I cut off, and thy standing images out of the midst of thee, and thou shalt no more worship the work of thine hands. And I will pluck up thy groves out of the midst of thee, so will I destroy thy cities." Now, even though the nation of Israel gets saved at the beginning of the tribulation period as they look upon him whom they pierced, it is also evident that not all of Israel is going to be saved at the beginning of the tribulation period. As Zechariah chapter 14, verse 14 says, at the battle of Armageddon, Judah also shall fight at Jerusalem, meaning that there are still unsaved Jews fighting against Jesus Christ. And... When Jesus Christ comes in Ezekiel chapter 20, he takes his people out into the wilderness and he purges out the rebels, meaning that there are still Jewish rebels all the way up to the coming of Jesus Christ. Many of the Jews are saved as they keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ, but there are still individuals who are lost who are engaged evidently here in Micah chapter 5, verse 12, in witchcrafts. Then thirdly, the fact that they and everybody else on planet Earth are in trouble. Notice what it says in Micah chapter 5, verse 15, and I will execute vengeance in anger and fury upon the heathen such as they have not heard. So individuals on planet Earth at the midpoint of the tribulation period are in trouble. Now notice this trouble that Daniel speaks about in chapter 12, verse 1. And at that time, talking about this military campaign back in Daniel chapter 11, the latter part of the chapter, where many of these Middle Eastern countries fall at the hand of the Antichrist, who is spoken about here as this willful king. But getting back to Daniel chapter 12, verse 1, it says this, And at that time shall Michael stand up the great prince, which standeth for the children of thy people, and there shall be a time of trouble, such as was never since there was a nation even to that same time. And at that time... Thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book. And if we turn over to Amos chapter 9, we see this starting in verse 8. Behold, the eyes of the Lord are upon the sinful kingdom, and I will destroy it from off the face of the earth, saving that I will not utterly destroy the house of Jacob, saith the Lord. For lo, I will command, and I will sift the house of Israel among all nations, like 
as corn is sifted in a sieve. Yet shall not the least grain fall upon the earth. Notice this, Amos chapter 9, verse 10. All the sinners of my people shall die by the sword, which say the evil shall not overcome nor prevent us. In that day will I raise up the tabernacle of David that is fallen and close up the breaches thereof, and I will raise up his ruins, and I will build it as in the days of old. And notice this, if we understand Zechariah chapter 12, and we understand Zechariah chapter 13, both talking about Jerusalem, and Zechariah chapter 14, also talking about Jerusalem. But going to Zechariah chapter 13, verse 8, it says this, And it shall come to pass, In all the land, saith the Lord, two parts thereof shall be cut off and die, but the third shall be left therein, and I will bring the third part through the fire, and will refine them as silver is refined, and will try them as gold is tried. They shall call upon my name, and I will hear them. I will say, It is my people, and they shall say, The Lord is my God. So the latter part of the tribulation period is the great tribulation and God is going to be exercising vengeance and anger upon the heathen such as they have not heard. But individuals can be delivered from the wrath, all of this wrath to come. If the Lord has spoken to your heart today and the Lord is drawing you to him, bow your head in prayer and pray something like this. Dear God, I am a sinner, but I do believe that Jesus Christ died for me, was buried, and rose again from the dead. I accept you now as my personal Savior. Amen. Powerful, positive radio. It's prophecy time. If you just prayed this prayer, we would like to rejoice with you and encourage you in your newfound faith with Jesus Christ. Please call 646 314 36 so we can send you a booklet that will help you grow in the Lord. God is right by your side. So are we. It's prophecy time. To the best of my knowledge, from the beginning of both our church and its prophecy time, we have given at least 10% of our donations to missions, missionaries, needy people, and other benevolent causes. Meaning... We have not just thought about ourselves. Would you partner with this faithful local ministry here in the heart of New York City? We have taken a big time step of faith in this radio ministry and certainly need much more help from our radio listening audience. Just go to one of our websites, bronxbbc.org, or it's prophecytime.org. Scroll down to the PayPal and give us a reoccurring monthly gift of $25, $50, or even $100 a month. Some could certainly give much more, such as $250, 
$500 or even $1,000 a month. We certainly cannot last long without more monthly help and donors. Another year has come and gone, and we're making great plans for the next year of radio ministry. This is a great time to make a year-end financial contribution. You'll be showing your support of It's Prophecy Time. Thank you for listening to It's Prophecy Time with Pastor Alan Davis. Generous listeners like you make the airing of this program possible. Contributions are greatly appreciated. Write to It's Prophecy Time, care of Bronx Building Baptist Church, P.O. Box 1370, Bronx, New York, 10475. Here's the address again. It's Prophecy Time, care of Bronx Building Baptist Church, P.O. Box 1370, Bronx, New York, 10475. Join us again for the next scheduled program of It's Prophecy Time.